Hey everybody, welcome back to another Wellness Talks, Tools and Trends. Looking at the theme for the week and what I've been seeing coming up in session. So I thought I'd just jump right in. Now remember, if you like this, be sure to subscribe and to like so we can get this information out to everybody and help make everybody a little more psychologically flexible. So the theme for the week has been primarily dealing with that inner critic. I'm sure you have some idea what I'm talking about, that I'm not good enough, I don't belong here, something's not right, I messed this up, I should've, I could've, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of different ways that we have this inner critic. And what you're gonna notice here today is that if you were to take all these things and put them all into one bucket and label that bucket the inner critic, I think you might find this would be a helpful tool. So stick around as I walk through an openness, an awareness, and an engagement skill to help you deal with this very thought, the inner critic. Moving into that first skill, the openness skill, we're gonna step back and really take some time to define what is the inner critic. We want to get to know this inner critic. So how do we find this? Maybe you can find this just fine without me giving you some prompts, but here's some prompts to help just in case you're not quite sure what it is I'm talking about. So I'd like for you to just take a moment and notice your tendencies to push harder, to self-criticize, to be harsh, not only to yourself, but externally. Chances are, if you're judging everything around pretty harshly, pretty critically, that same mechanism is aimed inwards a good portion of the time. More effort doesn't always equal better outcomes. And doubling down and tripling down and not letting yourself out from underneath this type of judgment, this type of criticism, well, it's not very useful. Now, I alluded in the beginning how if we can actually solidify this voice into a person that we can actually have a conversation with, and you can even name it. For instance, I can call mine Joe. If I'm finding that I'm highly critical of certain things and I can engage with this voice, hey Joe, um, I really appreciate the, the input here, but right now, this is actually what matters. I wanna put all of those thoughts, the critical voices into that one bucket and I'm calling that bucket Joe. In doing so, I'm actually allowing myself the ability to take the suggestions from myself or not. You're doing this anyways. It's not like I'm asking you to make multiple personalities inside of your head. You have these conversations to begin with, but take some time and really get to know what are my typical criticisms, my typical judgments, write them down on a sheet of paper. And if you want to label them, you can label them as the critic. You can simply say, thanks mind. You can say, that's enough, Joe, I think we're good. And we don't wanna be harsh to that voice because that would just be being that voice again, wouldn't you say? Once we can kind of play around, once we can grasp this concept, then we can actually begin to see and play around and become a little bit more aware of what prompts that voice in the first place. What are the internal cues that actually bring this voice front and center, the critical judgmental self right into view? And it's oftentimes it is the difficult memories and painful sensations 
which are the cues that bring the critical mind, the judgmental mind, to the forefront. Part of the reason for this is that the number one job of your mind, of course, is to solve a problem. And the problem is, I don't feel good. I don't like how I'm actually feeling. So play around, ask yourself this then. The painful memory, the painful sensation, it's pointing to something. What is the hardest thing to accept about yourself? I failed, I didn't follow through, I didn't follow up. Due to circumstances, I, I couldn't be there. I couldn't make it to the, the soccer game. I couldn't make the extra dinner. Where is it that you're coming up short, so to speak? Pause here and just allow yourself to be present with that. Don't jump away. Don't try to solve it. Just take a moment to be aware and sit with that. Just allow it to just sit right there, wherever it shows up in your body in your chest, across your shoulders, in your throat. These are common places that I hear from my clients and patients all the time. Just pay attention to that for a moment and be aware. If we can sit inside of that space, then we can start to notice that our value and that negative experience, that experience that we don't want, the pain. Pain and values go together. We need to be aware of this. It's telling us something. The pain of presence is whatever it was I'm dealing with. I didn't do this. I could have done better. I should have done this. But the pain of absence is the thing that we were trying to move towards that didn't happen, such as peace, harmony, integrity, strength, whatever that might be. To tie these two together then, first we just want to get open, get present in this moment, and simply look at that crit critical voice in your mind. Then we actually want to take the time to feel, where is it coming from? How, where am I feeling this in my body? What is it trying to tell me? And from there then we can move in a direction of what something that actually matters to us. And we can move into a way of engaging in our personal values. So looking at these things that are sitting out in front of you, like I was just saying, the, there's the struggle here. There are two sides of the same coin the value, the pain, the pain of the presence, what's going on, the pain of absence, those both indicate something that actually matters to you, a personal underlying value, which is not being fulfilled. It's not being met. In order not to feel these things, fear, loss, anger, pain, you would also not have to care about people ideologies, places, things. These things matter in your life. That's driving the pain and that's bringing up the critic, the inner critic. So you have an inner coach. We can almost redefine that whole component as an inner coach. If I can pay attention to what my coach is telling me and see that critical voice as the coach, this gives us a way forward. What would I need to do next? So we tie all of these together and we get open to the critical voice. We label that critical voice. We see where it's actually connecting in our body. We become aware of how these, what it's indicating that it's really your coach. Your coach is trying to tell you, Hey, so in a way the inner coach and your inner critic are the same thing. It's just 
we don't always see it like that. We just see the negative component. And a good coach will push you. And your coach, your critic, is good. And then finally, if we can remember to keep that identified outside of here so that we're not completely fused to it, we can't see anything but that, we can then engage and move in a direction that actually matters based upon a value, such as making sure that I schedule some time to, to make dinner and make sure that's on the table or make it to the baseball game or the soccer game or to help with the homework or whatever it was that you weren't able to do, which caused that pain of presence coming up short, the critic showing up and the pain of absence, the thing that you would like to have more of in your life. Until next time, may you be well. Mm -hmm.